0: Welcome to another episode of Let's Watch a B-Movie, and before we get into today's double header podcast, we've got two movies for you today. Before we get into that, just want to let you guys know, remind you that you can go onto our website, let'swatchabmovie.com, and subscribe there. Also, we have a YouTube channel coming up very soon, we'll keep you updated on that. And also, if you subscribe, then we promise that Nick will come to your house and sing happy birthday to you, even if it's not your birthday, because that's our dedication to our fans. What do you think about that, Nick? No. What? Well, Listen, don't listen to this in his contract. He's got to do what the podcast tells him to do, If it's right? in my
1: contract, why am I not getting paid?
0: You know, he hasn't looked at the finer details of his contract, right? Just have your lawyer call my people, all right? We'll oh, get they, this settled out, all right? Oh, they
1: will. Hold on. I'll do it right now.
0: Demanding pay raises that already.
1: Yeah, your phone's ringing.
0: Now, also in the contract was that once a year, we had to review a musical. At least for three years. And the contract said musical... It didn't say opera, but Mr. Nick here put the wool over my eye, and he suggested a repo the genetic opera. For those of you who don't know, which is many of you, most of you, probably all of you, it is, as it
1: says, an opera. So here's the question. How did you not guess it was an opera from the name of the movie? Because the fact that it is a movie does not make me think of opera. And technically, you are wrong, sir. It is not an opera. It is a rock opera.
0: No, no, no. You're wrong. Technically, it is a genetic opera.
1: I mean, that's fair, too. It talks, <laughs> a, talks a lot about genes.
0: Anyway, so... And we so, don't mean
1: the ones you're wearing.
0: So, to give you some context, this being in the contract, and Nick pulled that card this week, hey, let's do a repo genetic opera. In turn, there was only one response to that. I was like, sure, we can do that, but you must, of course entertain me by reviewing a movie of my choosing also and that friends brings us to our second movie that i'll be reviewing today that wonderful masterpiece the academy award nominated right there with shawshank redemption i think quentin tarantino called this his favorite movie of all time troll 2 coming very soon folks first thing we're gonna do is repo but for all you troll 2 fans we're gonna get there very quickly so don't worry about that. But that's how this podcast came to be our first ever two-for-one, two movies on one episode, a Repo, the a genetic opera, and then that masterpiece classic cult hit that everybody knows about, Troll 2. This being a Nick choice, I have to ask Nick right up front, his background, when's the first time he saw Repo? How'd you see it? What, uh, what clinged you to the, the ongoing fandom of Repo? Give us the story behind Nick and Repo.
1: So... Uh, it, it's a very not so satisfying story. So I was going through, my dad just got fucking DirecTV. TV. Uh, DirecTV had like the first couple of months, a bunch of free movie channels. And one of those, which was stayed on our thing for about three years before they got it completely canceled. Actually, um, I call it Fearnet, but it was actually the chiller channel. Hmm. Okay. And it came and I was able to go on the movie list, watch it. Well, one of them said repo genetic opera. Don't ask me why I pushed the button. I was like, okay, I've seen all of these. Oh, this is new repo. The genetic opera. I hate musicals. So I I clicked on the movie. First thing I noticed, Hey, the guy who directed saw saw made this movie, Darren Lynn Bowsman. Watched it, and ever since, I've literally been watching this movie at least once every three months. Well, that explains it then. You were like,
0: hey, let's do a podcast about it, because you were about to watch it anyways. I mean, that is a fair statement. All right. So, in my case, I've seen this movie one time. So, way before we had this current format for our podcast, Once Upon a Time, you long-time listeners may know that we flirted with the idea of doing a watch-along podcast, where we would sit down turn the movie on and just give our commentary live as the movie played. It was in this format that Nick first, it must have been at the random three-month point where he would have watched it anyway. He's like, hey, let's watch Repo. And I said, Repo the Genetic Opera? What is this movie? And he just didn't say anything. He's like, hey, let's just turn on watching." I was like, okay, let's watch it. Didn't know what was going on that first time. Had no idea what was going on. Just at the end of it, swore to myself I would never watch it again. But, of course, Nick then proceeded to sneak it into the contract. And here we are. So this second time sitting down to watch it for the first time. Actually, though, convenient for me, it's on Amazon Prime. And it's also on Tubi. Let me preface by saying also that I'm not a fan of musicals, if you haven't already guessed. And also, I wasn't a part of any kind of gothic crowd for me. The most, the most gothic I've ever been is watching Batman that takes place in Gotham City. And I like the movie The Crow.
1: Crow is classified as a horror action.
0: Yeah, but you've, Sir. Se- you've seen The Crow. They definitely have some goth overtones here in a little bit. It's a great movie. <laughs> what are you, why are you dissing the crow? It's a great movie.
1: It is. You know, well, which crow are we talking about? The Brandon Lee one or all oh. the uh, sequels after it?
0: Oh, no. The, the rest of them don't exist. The rest of them are in, <laughs> are in the, the land of Candyman 2 and Candyman 3 and Children of the Corn Part 6. Only the original crow is amazing. The Brandon Lee one. You know, the thing with goth, too, is maybe you can help me with this. I don't even really know what goth is because back in my days in high school, goth was a whole different thing. And then it grew to be a whole different thing. And I don't know what it is now, so.
1: Uh, to be honest, I can't tell you what it is. I think we're both too old for god. Especially right? now, because yeah. when I was younger, you know, I you could say I was part of the Goth craze. I personally just liked the clothes. I thought they would look cool. I even told people I'm not a Goth. I just like the clothing.
0: Did you paint your fingernails? Nope. Okay.
1: I didn't do anything. I did Mar- Okay. I did grease my hair, but M- Marilyn Manson fan? No. Well, I like a Marilyn few Manson. songs.
0: Yeah, I like uh, a few of the songs too. I feel like there is sort of a natural connection between goth and horror I would say.
1: It's kinda of like Because they're both in a sense supposed to be dark, foreboding. Most people uh, say goths are extremely depressed and all this when to be fair, most goths are just like I like the way this looks. Yeah.
0: It's an artistic thing too.
1: Yeah, it's more artist than artistic than fucking depression. Yeah. Yes, some go through a depression state where they then turn to goth, gothic thing because that's the way they believe goths are. But in all actual fact, it's more of an artistic thing. Most goths have piercings all over their all over their body. I don't.
0: I thought about it. No, well, not really, but okay, maybe you One look day. like
1: someone who would get his nipples pierced.
0: Eventually, when I go through my goth stage, I might do that.
1: You'll never go through your goth stage. Don't judge it's me. It's too I, late.
0: Don't judge me if I do.
1: But uh, I always used to shop at Hot Topic, back when it was gothic. Oh. Now it's turned into preppy bullshit.
0: Yeah. Pretty much. They
1: even took out CDs, where I, that was one of the best places I could get heavy metal music. Wow. Well, Hot Topic, and then they took out the CDs. I'm like,
0: to be fair technology took out the cds i mean everything's yeah i found there.
1: that out when i went to best buy looking for a damn five finger death punch album
0: that was probably this year yeah sad We're yeah.
1: Old, we're old <laughs> we're
0: old that's all it is i mean i still collect blu-rays and even that is considered somewhat a you know a dinosaur of technology even though it's blu-ray it's still
1: yeah i still collect blu-rays
0: it's like everything's just streaming so and,
1: and when i told everyone, I was like yeah i still collect blu-rays i got this movie i got it Mus- muscle my way through Putting it in my DVD case Because I keep them all
0: Yeah I still got I got the Blu-rays And I still have DVDs The DVDs are more like In storage But I got like A box full of DVDs mm. But I just I don't use them Because I have the
1: Blu-rays And so. then a bunch of people Are like Ew Why you get DVDs Just, just stream it It's like Well eventually You're not going to have streaming
0: yeah, and you never know if your movie will be taken down by your streaming service. You never know if they'll edit it or censor it. Exactly. Who knows? That's why I'd rather get the actual DVD where it's uncensored. And they damn sure there's any special features yeah. on streaming.
1: Oh, hell no. I mean, hell,
0: you're lucky to get special features now. I mean, look, if I have a Repo Blu-ray, you know, I don't have any interest in listening to commentary. But if I did, maybe, so,
1: maybe that would be on the Blu-ray. So I did find out a few things about this movie from the commentary. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I'm glad one of us listened to it. So how about we go ahead and get into the movie because we've already killed 12 minutes. Oh, good. Well, the, the
0: point I want to make was that I do appreciate, even though I'm not a goth fan, I do appreciate the world building that's going to happen in this movie. There's a great effort put into the artistic, um, the set designs, the cinematography. The movie looks good looks dark, but it looks pleasant somewhat. Mm.
1: So I appreciate the artistic nature of the movie. And that's it. so. So the only thing I'm just wondering about this movie is, did it all take place in the course of one night? Because we never see a daytime until the very end of the movie. I assumed that
0: this world that they're in is just always nighttime.
1: Except for the end of the movie.
0: Yeah, but during, when you're watching it first, it just seems like, like this is not Earth, <laughs> right? This Even is... though
1: it's San Francisco, didn't you notice the damn Golden Gate Bridge? No, I,
0: that could easily be, in this world, that could be the, uh, the Monopoly Bridge or something. Ah. It could be something totally different. All uh, right, people, so we i huh, get... I'm pretty sure the damn Full House family isn't in this city, all right? No, they're dead.
1: Who, the, who killed Uncle Jesse? I can tell you what it wasn't a who, it was a what, organ failures.
0: Wow, God, man, the guy had such good hair, but his organs were messed up. Yep,
1: and that's what happened. But Joey to this, too, Uncle that's Joey. That's what happened to this entire Bob world. Bob Saget, damn it. That's what happened to this entire world. of whole what you find out in comic strips is an organ failure pandemic took over the world, and then. Well, um, you know, I thought
0: we had a bad with coronavirus, but an organ failure pandemic. Yep.
1: And then, uh, Holy shit. one man made a company named Jinko, where they manufactured organs to save people's lives.
0: Now, this is just pure red-blooded capitalism, and I love it. So.
1: And it even becomes even more red-blooded capitalism when he makes sure that anyone who cannot keep up with their payments is chased by men and killed and their organs taken back.
0: I don't love that. That sounds like Capital One. I don't like
1: that. But it became legalized. Congress passed the law.
0: Uh, they probably Repossessions make, are illegal. They could probably make money off it more, more. They could probably make more money off if it's legal.
1: It's called recycling.
0: So these repo men basically are murderers.
1: Legal assassins. Legal assassins. As murderers. one song states, because there is actually a song called Legal Assassin.
0: So my question is Why what, does he
1: still go on the cover of Night and make sure no one knows his identity when he's allowed to do this?
0: Good question. More importantly, though, how much are these repo men getting paid? That sounds like a high-paying gig, isn't it? It's in the medical. Qua- Qua- it's in it the, the medical out. field.
1: Didn't you see the damn house that this guy lived in? That's true. That was yeah. a pretty decent house. Not to mention he had a secret basement.
0: And there was a Taco Bell in that basement, I think. No, I mean, Maybe there not. was
1: there was a ventriloquist puppet.
0: That's not gonna give me a chalupa. No, that's not gonna help give me a, a soft taco spring.
1: R- who knows? Taco Bell probably became outlaw because they were probably the ones causing the organ failures.
0: Do you think that if he want to build the Taco Bell in the basement, he would have the income from this gig to build the Taco Bell is where I'm getting at. Yes. Oh, that's all
1: I want to know. Mm. Maybe in the sequel. So what we get in these first couple scenes is your world building, your character introductions, including uh, fucking Carmen Cortez herself playing Shiloh. That's our main teenage girl? Yep, she uh, played by Alexa Vega. Carmen Cortez was her character in Spy Kids.
0: Alexa Vega is a cool name. However, that's the only cool thing about her or the performance that she gives in this movie.
1: She has some... She, I mean, she has good song. She sings well.
0: Well, I don't want to blame her. The,
1: the it it might be
0: how the character's written, but she's written as basically the worst things about teenage girls. Let me take that back. The worst thing about teenagers... Is the whininess and the complaining and the helplessness and the less
1: so, proactiveness? I, I mean, will say it's all I magnified g- with her. I will say this one does a little bit better than most movies with why she's like that because you've been pretty much locked in it, locked in your room your entire life. Told you're not allowed to go out, not allowed to have friends, not allowed to see your godmother. Uh, find, later, find out you're being poisoned by your own father. Um, and look, then later look, on, look, you get told is, to kill
0: your dad. That is no excuse. She has meditation available to her at all times. She could easily push through and live a normal
1: teenager. And, and also her own father lied about her mom turning her mom into a villain.
0: I mean, that's pretty bad, but a lot
1: of people have a I'm heard. sorry, this girl <laughs> has a right to fucking cry sometimes.
0: No, no not, not at the expense of the entertainment of the movie, right?
1: Yeah, the very first couple of songs, get to know the characters, including one of our main characters, Nate, who's played by Nate... Oh, I keep no. wanting to say his actual name. An- Anthony Head. Anthony Head. plays
0: Nathan. Anthony Head, who I do like from... Buffy. From Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's a great actor on there. So I knew that no matter what, he was going to give a good performance. We got Paul Servino, who is from, was it, Goodfellas? This dude is like a mob boss in so many movies. Like, he's always... He's a mob boss here. He's always a villain. He's always a mob boss. He's always running shit. He's a boss. That's all.
1: Uh, then you also have... Um, hold on. Uh da 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 Bill Mosley, yeah, who plays Shock Top in Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two, and you know when you see him, you know he's gonna make the Mosley out of this role. And also, he plays what? What was the villain's name in Damn the the Devil's Rejects?
0: Oh, um, the Devil. No, I didn't see the Devil's Rejects. I'm sorry, I rejected the notion of watching that movie. You as you should have. You fail me. (laughs) Who knows what the villain's name is?
1: Uh, and. We also got Sarah Brightman, really good singer. I think she has. That's a, all we really need to know about
0: her. I think she has a bright future in the world of entertainment, so particularly singing though, not acting.
1: It's <laughs> fair. I mean, she, that's all she did in this movie, so.
0: But it lends credibility that it's a musical slash opera, and you have a credible high ex uh, soprano singer. singer. Yeah, so Paris Hilton. I want to say something negative, but she does a damn good job here. Well, because she plays herself.
1: A horny, stuck-up kid. Yeah, maybe, but... Who is very addicted to surgery so much that her appearance changes every single time you see her in this movie. She does not look like herself at the beginning, and then she looks exactly like herself by the end of this movie.
0: So this is brilliant casting. (laughs) Good job, Paris. Good job, casting director.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, so, in my opinion, the songs, though... Songs are great. A lot, but then again, I like rock music. I like metal. I like the classics. I like the new stuff. I like anything that doesn't involve. What the? I need to understand what the fuck they're
0: saying. Yeah. What the? Okay. All right. That's that'll be yeah. That that's like the hardcore heavy metal music.
1: Yeah, where they do the harsh lyrics. I'm
0: I'm open-minded. I like all genres of music.
1: No, you don't. You don't like my music.
0: I don't like Nick's music, and I don't like this music. <laughs> Other than that, everything else I like. So it's odd that just the fact any music that Nick likes and then the music in this movie. The only two things I don't like. So I make that, make of that what you will. But,
1: but uh, you did say you actually liked a couple songs on this one, like Mark It Up.
0: Mark It Up was funny, and, you know, the movie does have some moments where the comedy shines through. And I'm very appreciative that there are some comedic moments. Some of the lyrics are just really funny. So, I, I like. I don't like the vocals how it sounds, but if the lyrics are funny, then I can get into it. And there's some songs here that are brilliant on the lyrics.
1: But I will say, uh, out of song-wise, my favorite song in this movie is "Night Surgeon," where that's the scene where you get pretty much the whole family minus Amber Sweet torturing, mentally fucking over. Nathan trying to get, trying to convince him to kill Blind Mag.
0: Blind Mag was his wife's best friend. Yep. And they want him to take out her eyes and give them
1: back and kill her, and he refuses to. Which I don't. Which the one thing I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, I understand he's a bad guy. He's he's going to go back on his deal because he even says she's allowed to go, but um, and her contract has ended with him. But uh. The real question I got, you can take somebody's eyes without killing them. Why are they so adamant on killing them? Why is Nathan not like, this person I could do some help with. Anesthesia, rip out her eyes. Okay, you're free to
0: go. i was this, like, this scene happened so fast. I, I had to go back and watch it again because I was trying to figure out exactly that. Why they were so adamant about killing her am i right he he just said he wanted the eyes back right yeah so yeah i was kind of and it happened so quick i was like they didn't do a great job of explaining why you know because obviously it was gonna be a hard sell for nathan because he's like hey
1: i don't want to do this oh yeah and then of course now we finally get to see i'm going to talk about blind mag with his next scene because to be honest her eyes are pretty cool With what she can do with these fucking eyes. Well, she can do
0: some X-Men shit.
1: (laughs) She can have a whole damn
0: movie play out in front of her with her eyes. So her eyes are a projector, basically.
1: But I will say, uh, one thing that was brought to my attention is, so when she uses that ability, the holographic ability out of her eyes, she always brings her arms up. Yep. Come to find out, if you can't see, you're not going to balance well. So she's using her arms to keep balance. Which is why her arms are always like we when she uses them.
0: Ah, interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah, there's a few interesting things this movie does. Like one of the very first scenes in the beginning, Repo Man kills a girl, slits her throat, blood's pouring out. The minute he rips out that heart, and you hear that the, the uh, loud. F- note it if you look down. It's very easy to miss. You look down, you'll see that the victim's blood actually stops the minute that heart comes out. Yeah. And I think that's pretty cool because without the heart, blood's not going to be able to pump to that area. So, of course, it is going to stop bleeding.
0: Yeah, you know the – and I guess the, the director being of Saw fame, you know, he knows what he's doing in this. And in the, the regards of anything gore-wise, he would be sort of an expert in that, that regard. So, oh yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: and another song probably should talk about, just because it has practically the entire cast in it, At the Opera Tonight. Yes. It's actually a really short song, because everyone only gets like two lines. Hm. But it pretty much goes over everyone's uh, end goals for this movie.
0: So, do you feel like when they're filming this, to get in the inside of it, like, okay. Obviously, they're not, they're not actually singing in the scene, per se. No, they had a... So, s- the music's dubbed over, mm-hmm. but probably on set, they're playing the song in the background so they can lip-sync lip to it credibly. Because the, the lip-syncing stuff just has to be spot-on, so when they overlay the actual song, the lips have to match. And
1: it yeah, and they, and they match really well with this. And surprisingly enough, I want to bring this up to you because I found this out when I got Devil's Carnival Hallelujah. The people that made this movie do not like musicals. What? Terrence Stoonidge and Darren Smith, they do not like musicals.
0: What kind of bribery were they put under to make this goddamn movie?
1: Uh, apparently they don't like musicals they like rock rock music, so they try to do their own thing they try to they were originally for this all these songs was originally meant to be pretty much just a soundtrack, just a random uh album.
0: I would have liked that more I think.
1: <laughs> Oh yeah, we would be reviewing the album today instead of a movie. No,
0: I mean just normal dialogue with a kick-ass soundtrack. I'll take that.
1: And then uh, Paris Hilton's face falls off.
0: Oh damn it!
1: Perfect casting for this role. Why?
0: Why does art have to have? Why does art have to imitate life so well? Jesus. And it's even
1: funnier because in the background, then you, when her face falls off, all of a sudden you go, "You didn't see what you just saw." <laughs> oh my goodness!
0: Like props to Paris Hilton. She probably knew taking the role that. People are going to say exactly what we're saying and say, Hey, she's just playing herself. But I think this is not a safe role for her to play though. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. So props to her. She's also in a um, house of wax. I think
1: house of wax. Yep. I mean, she, she dies. She gave the acting thing an honest try. So I have no. I think she's still trying to act. I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I haven't seen act. her I have anything. I haven't seen her in anything. She kind of disappeared
0: crowd. completely off the face of earth. I felt like,
1: well, I did find out something else kind of gives me a little bit more respect for this woman. She has a pet pig. Oh, wow. I've she, she, figured she'd be one of those people with a Pomeranian. No, she has a pig. Wow. As a pet. And apparently, she adores this pig. Interesting. More than she adores bacon.
0: Yeah, but let her run out of bacon and see how much she likes the pig. <laughs> the second she runs out of bacon, she's going to be looking at that pig like, hey. huh?" uh. <laughs> but to be
1: honest with you, it kind of gives me a little bit more uh, appreciation for this woman because... Name one heiress. I mean, I guess she's not an heiress no more. Her sister took over. Yeah. But name an heiress, a woman who came from nothing but money, and instead of getting like a Pomeranian or a corgi or a small little chihuahua yapping mongrel, she gets a pig. It's true. And like I said, also, like, again, given
0: her financial situation, she has no reason to be in this movie or to be in house. She wasn't even paid for this movie.
1: Yeah, she just did it because she thought it'd be fun. None of the actors... They got royalties, but none of the actors were paid for this movie. Wow. I think a few of them did it because Darren Lynn Bousman was part of it. Uh, A few of them were actually friends with Darren Smith and Terrence Stunich. I guess... I think just wanted to try singing.
0: Yeah, I would would say I guess the ones that were comfortable with the idea of singing probably thought it'd be fun to do it. Mm. And also, by the way, everybody gets to dress up in costumes and... It's basically like doing a cosplay, cosplay, and
1: and, I, and you could tell by the cast they were having fun with this damn movie. You have to, especially, especially the market up scene with fucking Bill Mosley and Nivik Ogre.
0: You got to, like I said, this is a movie that basically, like I said, you're only in this movie because you consciously chose to be in it. So there should be no one here to like being like, ah, shit, I didn't want to do this, blah blah blah. You see but, that in other movies? Man.
1: Oh yeah, but I, so I mentioned budget. This budget only had an, this movie only had an eight point five million budget.
0: Oh, microphones cost a lot of money. Yeah, so.
1: uh, and you ready to hear what the box office was?
0: Um, let me guess. Uh, negative two point five million.
1: Wrong. They, they owe money. Huh? Wrong. No. One hundred eighty-eight thousand. Oh my good lord! What? <laughs> you thought I was about to say million, didn't you? No, it only oh. played in like one theater when it first came out. One hundred eighty-eight thousand on an eight million budget. Yes. So this movie didn't do too well in the theaters.
0: That means somebody somewhere got their thumbs cut off.
1: Because some loans did not get
0: paid back on that one.
1: So. <laughs> well, I'm pretty, well, they made up the money by now this movie is classified as a cult classic. Well, this
0: movie, let's be honest, this movie is never going to be a big money maker. This mm-hmm. is such a um, a very specific audience. It's going to be a niche audience. It's going to be, at best, it's going to gain a cult following as it did. And then you can make some money back through Blu-ray slash net royalties yeah.
1: um, <laughs> and Amazon Prime. So I wasn't going to talk about the Climax. Climax is pretty much just there. But I will say they kind of missed an opportunity. I understand it's an opera. They had to focus more on the singing than any kind of action. But uh, why didn't they have Nathan fight other Repo men versus all these random cops that he just straight up mutilates?
0: That would have been an interesting dynamic to see the other Repo men and get their stories and see how they react. That would be interesting. So We didn't well, get that.
1: No, but I will say because a lot of because you brought it up, Nathan's pretty much the good guy, where Paul Servino's the bad guy. Me personally, I don't think I, I think they're both equally bad and good. Because mm-hmm. I-, I think Paul Servino's
0: still worse, though.
1: Oh yeah, he's slightly worse, but his whole, But when it comes towards Shiloh, just seeing Shiloh's point of view because she's our main char- main character in the movie, going through her we're, point of view. We're gonna be so. Yeah, going through her. Uh, point of view both people did both good and bad to her yeah obviously her father good man raised uh, raised her to be respectful and all that however the bad he did to her was he was poisoning her which is where the blood disease was coming from it wasn't from her mom Hmm. to be honest i would think nathan would be a little bit worse because he did poison shiloh against her mom True. Saying, you de- you developed this blood disease from your mom. You're not allowed to go out. You're not allowed to have friends. You're not allowed to see your godmother who thinks you're dead.
0: But wasn't Nathan forced into this basically by Paul Servino? Paul Servino He's forced the him into being repo. Yeah.
1: I mean, technically, Paul Servino was the one that poisoned Marnie, which hurt was the reason why she died. Marnie never even had a blood disease. She was just sick from damn labor.
0: Right. Um, so maybe things would have turned out differently if... If uh, Sorvino didn't set off the chain of events to make him a shitty human being. So to
1: be fair, Marnie still set off the chain of events by leaving Sorvino and going to Nathan.
0: So we're blaming the dead woman. (laughs) Where's our morals at? I mean. Nowhere. because She's not even here here to defend herself. Because
1: to be honest with you, with the very last comic strip we get, uh, Blind Mag story, is we kind of figure out that I feel like Marnie was only with Roddy Largo. Just to help her friend yep. get her eyesight. Because no, after Blind Mag's eyes were there, Marnie leaves Largo at the altar. As she should. And then goes Nathan. As she should not. As, as, so Largo being big, wealthy businessman is like, this son of a bitch is so, the only thing I ever loved.
0: And now he's saying, give me back them eyes what's-her-face
1: to blind mag after killing the woman he loved i so what do you think about i didn't um i feel like blind
0: mag's death scene is supposed to be emotional but i didn't care when she died (laughs) well that's i was i was i was i was freaked out that she stabbed her own eyes out
1: so that's probably the only effect that I actually did not like because, yeah, she rips out her eyes. It's still practical. But when she actually stabs into her eyes, notice that CGI blood just looks so fucking but fake. But how
0: did she actually die? Because she didn't die from the eyes, obviously. No, uh, no, no. But the dude cut something down.
1: The dude cut her down. And she just comes down. And she falls onto the fence.
0: Onto the fence. Okay.
1: She was impaled.
0: Damn. And we, we never even got to know you, Mag. We never even knew you, Mag. No, not really. But, uh. Yeah, well, the ending was definitely going for. And I guess one of the failures for me personally is that they're going for an emotional climax. Especially the whole father daughter. Which
1: we've already established the father's.
0: Shitty father. Yeah. So now, their their whole thing at the end, singing to each other, I'm just like, yeah, just hurry up and die, buddy. Mm-hmm. All right. You
1: weren't father of the year by any stretch. Yeah, but, uh,. the. But now that I've gone over why Nathan's pretty much a villain, Paul Soriano's the villain, mainly villain but also all, kind of cuz all redim- the
0: shit he did in that movie Goodfellas.
1: Well, there's that. But there's also the fact that throughout this movie, he's trying to figure out how is he going to give this girl his company? And he decides she does what he, she does something for him, he'll do something for her. This whole movie he lied saying he knows how to cure. her. I guess not really a lie. And he says, Well, now that I've cured you, I will leave you my company, but you got to kill your dad. Yikes. Oh, by the way, this is all in front of a whole opera setting with people watching, a bunch of civilians watching. And one of them said, One of them said out loud, they
0: were like, Hey, we're going to get a refund, right?
1: (laughs) And then when they realized, and to be honest, I can understand, they all think it's just part of a show until. The gunshots her and they all realize that was a real fucking gun.
0: Yep. And it makes the newspaper headlines, and everything's. And gone.
1: the grave robber just don't give two shits. Doesn't now, give it, a shit. He's, he sounds now,
0: like he's moving on to the next movie. No,
1: because now he, what he's doing is still selling his Zydra, the Zydre he gets from the dead bodies. It's all good in the hood. Which makes me wonder. I just want to bring up the grave robber because he's a big character in this movie, even though he's really not. He's at the beginning, and then... The middle with Zydrate Anatomy song, and then the end. And he's pretty much our narrator, but the thing I'm wondering is, is he just a drug dealer and Grave Robber, or is he also a pimp? I think he's a pimp, too. I think a pimp, too. He's just, just a lovable pimp.
0: Because, I think it, if they had kept making sequels, I guess the idea would have been, like, he's always our narrator, storyteller, basically.
1: Yeah, and then... And believe it or not, a lot of people actually state that Zydrate Anatomy song is everyone's favorite song for me it's night surgeon me too i mean and anatomy i can see the appeal but i don't care there's one that i hate and that is the 17
0: song oh <gasps> i cannot go without bringing this scene up because this scene was so cringe and the way she's dancing and the way ah the whole thing did you notice in the background ah. the dancing skeleton I didn't know that. <laughs> like, Matt props to the Dancing Skeleton. But everything else, everything else about this And scene, also the guitarist is pretty good. Everything about the scene can get fucked. As the, far as and
1: I'm also concerned. the guitarist was a woman.
0: Well, let me just say, we might as well go in the categories because I got... My worst scene is uh, the 17
1: scene. My worst scene is... Uh, I, I can be honest, and I do have to agree with you. It's a 17 song. I don't care for that song. I know the song is meant to, for her to say, hey, I may be still a kid, but I'm also going to learn more than you because you're at that mindset of everything you do is right.
0: It was like a teeny bop. It, it, I, it was cringe.
1: It really made, it took you out of the damn movie. It was,
0: it, was, it, was, it was not in line with the tone of the rest of the movie.
1: And, of course, we just mentioned my best scene, Night Surgeon, which you just agreed, unless, you, unless you're going to cheese market up
0: mark it up was the first scene it's 24 minutes in folks it's the first scene that really captured my attention and got me interested before that i was kind of floating along be like god damn 23 minutes in i'm not entertained but that at the 24 minute mark that kind of got me into it so i'm gonna say that one
1: all right well then best performance i think we both are gonna agree on this well anthony head's a really good actor yeah so it's like (laughs) and he did a damn good job i didn't even know the man could sing
0: He actually, uh, fun fact, like in Buffy, they had one episode, was a musical episode. Seriously? And all the actors, even Sarah Michelle Gellar, they all had to sing. And he was one of the main singers. Oh, damn. So that, he's probably a professionally trained singer somewhat.
1: All right. Well, worst. For me, I'm going to say no one. Because even Alexa Vega, as much as you say she, her character annoys you, she as an actress, using her performance did a damn good job.
0: I'm going to say Alexa Vega.
1: <laughs> to me
0: every scene she was in I just wanted to fast forward. But maybe but maybe also I feel like this got into her whole thing got into more the like the goth teen angle almost. Like it took me out of the everything else is kind of more like an adult movie and then that took me back into um you know basically I felt like I was watching um Ten things I hate about the genetic opera. So, which is okay, uh, but it took me out of a little bit. But I'm gonna go ahead and say her. Ah, uh, she was good in Spy Kids. So.
1: And what would you want to explore more? For me, um, I'd have to say actually what happened to Shiloh after she left the opera. You know, because again, we followed her practically the entire movie, minus a few scenes of Nathan and a few scenes of Roddy. So, what happened to? Shiloh, we get the ending for everyone else.
0: Yeah. You know, as I think about it, one of my problems with the movie is just that when I think about her and then, you know, um, Nathan and then the Sorvino family, um, I actually would have liked this whole movie to have been from somebody else's perspective. I would prefer not to be the main character, still be in the movie, but maybe really follow Nathan's day-to-day life or the Sorvino's day-to-day life and then have her more in the background. So I would like someone else to be the main character and have her be more of a supporting character, ideally.
1: It so then you probably like the ending we got, because me personally, after the grave robber gave that final monologue at the, when Shiloh walked out of the opera house, me personally think that should have been where the credits rolled. But you probably actually like the ending, because we see what happens to the Largo family.
0: I think I'd probably turn it off on the grave <laughs> <All> robber. <right. laughs> I think I turned off when the grave robber was still talking. <laughs> Tell me again, what happened at the end?
1: Pretty much, uh, you know, you probably did turn it off right away because Darren Lynn Bousman's, um name pops up. You know, you're thinking credits, and then it shoots to Amber Sweet is now the owner of Jinko. Ooh. Which, if you look, when the grave robber was holding up the contract, Shiloh's name was at the top, Roddy Largo's name was signed. On the wow. bottom. So okay. technically, company does belong to Shiloh. Wow. Even Dang. though he said in the climax, I'll sign this paper if you kill your dad. Motherfucker, it's already signed.
0: She better convert the <laughs> whole thing into a doom Donuts. I'm just saying. I mean, it's...
1: And then they give us uh, a little sketch kind of joke about Amber's face falling off. They auctioned it. And Poffy's the one who won the auction. Largo killed the two highest bidders. So that way, Poffy could get the face.
0: I'm glad I turned it off when I did. <laughs> <laughs> I made the right move. Um, with uh,
1: the actor who plays uh, Pavi, he was singing his rendition of the Repo song we heard at the very beginning with the Grave Robber, which isn't as good as when the Grave Robber did it. Ah, true. <clears throat> All right. Final thoughts? Final thoughts is, I'm giving this movie a three. You probably thought was going to go higher, didn't you? No. No, I'm glad you're being realistic. And- no, I'm giving this movie a three. I love this movie. It is entertaining. It is fun to watch. But at the same time, as Vic points out very clearly, it's not for everyone. You have to be in the right mindset to watch this movie, which is why I probably only watch it every three months. I know people who watch this every fucking month.
0: That's a little too much for me. I know one person that watches every three months. And that's <laughs> way too much for me so.
1: But at the same time, and the, the way it was directed was fine. The way the cinematography is fine. Obviously, a lot of the outside shots are all CGI because originally this movie was meant to be a play. So overall, I'm giving it a three.
0: All right. So, you know, I have to to pan back to my Pan's Labyrinth review because if I'm being consistent, then I have to understand that even though a movie may not be for me it does have an audience the audience it does have does think very highly of it be respectful of that i want to give it you know two different perspectives my perspective of somebody who doesn't like goth stuff and definitely doesn't care for musicals and even less likes operas for me there's some things sacrificed in the name of singing i feel like it does affect the performances because It just can't be that dramatic when they're singing every line. It's just, when they sing every line, it's just, you can't be that dramatic because you're singing. So there's, the stake, the emotional stakes are never that high because there's too much singing going on. So you sacrifice a little bit of that with the singing. And by the end of it, because of that, I didn't necessarily care about the characters or their fates. So for me, personally, it's a two, um, because and and it could be a one, but I'm saying two because you can tell that there's a lot of effort being put into the world building, the set designs, the characters' costumes, the outfits. All the actors are gung ho; they're all going for it, giving pretty solid performances across the board. Um, Alexa Vega side, uh, <laughs> pretty solid performances. So it's like one of those things. Like okay, well, it's a very specific niche movie. If you like musicals. you like musicals and you like horror musicals even i think probably this is down your your rabbit hole but i'm saying two only because it's such a small audience of people that would really be into it and if you are that audience as nick said you'll watch it every three months you'll watch it once a month you'll buy the blu-ray you'll watch the commentary
1: you watch the deleted songs
0: you'll recommend that we review that on your on your on your on your podcast (laughs) You'll do all these things, right? So I can see that with Nick here. Nick's a fan. And I can see how people would appreciate it. So even though I don't love it, I'm still giving it a two stars and saying, hey, based on what you've heard, watch the trailer, read the synopsis. You'll, you'll tell if this is your kind of movie. And, by, and if, you, if it is your kind of movie, it'll be a three stars for you. It'll be a three and a half stars. Let me not be that kind. It'll be a three stars. Definitely not three But and a half. But it'll be a three stars. So, yeah, I'm going to say two for Vic, uh, Vic being more the, the generalized mainstream audience who's like, I don't want to listen to a movie. I want to watch it. Well, I don't want to listen while I watch. Never mind. That makes no <laughs> sense. I don't want to pay attention. No, I don't want to hear a soundtrack during the entire movie. But there's, there's definitely some good in it. The, everybody's having fun. So, yeah. But, yeah, I'll, I'll say two stars, but higher if this is your, kinda, if this is your shindig. This is usually the point of the podcast where Nick rudely kicks you all out and says, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get out of here. I didn't even use the same language he uses because I'm not as rude as Nick. But I'm not rude. People love me. But today, guess what? We're not kicking you out. We want you to stick around for a little while longer as we talk about Troll 2. And Nick's been meaning to get this movie off his chest for about a year now since I first showed him. As a matter of fact, there's similar arcs here because the first time he saw Troll 2... Was me showing it to him the same way he showed me Repo the Genetic Opera. So turnabouts, fair play. Now, that said, quick background on Troll 2. It's called Troll 2. It has nothing to do with Troll 1. In fact, nobody's even seen Troll 1 or knows what that movie's about.
1: And, I almost watched it.
0: And on top of that, it's called Troll 2. It has nothing to do with trolls. The word trolls never mentioned once in this movie. There's no trolls here, folks. It's goblins. Why didn't, they, why, why didn't they call it goblins? Who the fuck knows? So. Close your eyes, tap your shoes together as we take you on a mysterious journey to the small, amazing town of Nilbog. I've been thinking, you know, we should all get a bunch of people together, take a nice trip, right? And, you know, some people, they think like to go to Florida, they like to go to the Rocky Mountains. I said, no, let's go to Nilbog. And, you know, if you like it, you can buy a house there,
1: you can call it Nick
0: Bog. What do you think?
1: I got a real question. Oh, and I could buy a house and call it Vicbog. Bog. What does this movie have against... Guys and having friends. This girl does state that, you know, having friends is weird and all that. She doesn't say, she doesn't exactly mention how much this guy actually does with his friends. Well, I was going to say, to be fair to her,
0: having friends isn't weird, but having weird friends is bad.
1: And also, another thing is, this movie doesn't know what a whisper is, Uh, doesn't know... A lot of things that it is trying to do and also doesn't know what acting is. I disagree
0: completely. The acting was shit. This movie is a clinic, an acting clinic. This is channeling Daniel Day-Lewis, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Paul Sorvino. It's channeling their spirits, inhibiting the actors. A tour de la force that they're all giving, starting with our first scene which has the little kid being given a bedtime story by his dead ghost grandpa.
1: Yeah, and this is where we also get to see the greatest, most epic costume ever. A demonic Oompa Loompa. A
0: demonic Oompa Loompa. Listen, hey, if you love Star Wars, you'll love these Oompa Loompas. They're demonic. They make strange noises as they crawl through the forest. These
1: things also look like fucking
0: mutated coconuts. Well, yeah, and, you know, sometimes... You need a little of mutilation in your coconut juice, so... No! Oh, okay.
1: Also, here's another question. So, when we get to Nilbog, they state that they are all vegetarians. Yes. So you're telling me eating human
0: <laughs> is a veggie? Yes.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I understand that they technically turn them into plant, but at the same time... Oh, you, well, yeah! But at the same time, even you just, the grandpa stated, human meat mixed with veggie juice is their favorite food, and... Bitch, that meat does not mean veggies. They were
0: talking about the human finger, not the organs or the meat. Well, you look like you're turning into a goblin right now, right? Are you like the character Peter at the beginning, who, as Grandpa's telling the story, Peter's in the forest, being chased by the goblins. He meets a beautiful woman, falls victim to her delusion, and then gets eaten by the goblins like a steak dinner.
1: They're not supposed to eat meat. They're supposed to be veggies.
0: Well, they didn't, have, they didn't have time to turn him into a plant, so. Uh, this, this opening reminded me of the opening of Princess Bride, even though this is not going to be a similar movie. Also,
1: since you brought up Grandpa, can we talk about Grandpa for a second here? Yeah, he's a dead guy. How the fuck does he have goddamn Darth Vader
0: powers on this <laughs> goddamn movie? Well, listen, he's been dead for a while, and he picked up some notes from the dark side, the dead side.
1: Uh, literally, and also the whole opening part of the movie is only Josh can see the Grandpa. Yes, and yet, the daughter starts seeing Grandpa. No, so, that
0: no, that's because she had picked the wrong room. That was supposed to be his room. So, no, and Grandpa, being the 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 clumsy ghost that he is, appeared in the wrong room and accidentally showed herself to showed himself to her, even though the rules state that clearly he can only show himself to uh, young whatever space is. What was so, all of We're jumping ahead. Hold on.
1: We're not going through the whole movie like we didn't go through all of Repo. No, no, no. I just want to get back to the weightlifting scene with the girl. Why is she wearing a bathing suit? Why is she weightlifting? Why do they even need to mention she's apparently strong when we don't see her use her strength at all in this movie? Why does this kid invite
0: himself? How does she invite the kid on the family trip? Not only that, but
1: she literally says a song. The the song. Repo's getting into my head. Oh, my God. Um, she literally ringing. says the line, Shh, if my father hears us, so bitch, you yell it? Yeah, not like that, but... How how deaf
0: is your dad? Now that your father, the same father would be cool with you bringing this dude on a weekend trip to Nilbog? Without even asking him. And by the way, the kid, how dumb is this guy to be like, hey, I'm gonna bring all my buddies in a camper. We're gonna travel side by side parallel to them.
1: After he literally told her... Yeah, no friends. I mean, I understand it's the up-the-body count, because this movie is a schlock to get through. It's a schlock? No, it's not. It's, it's, it's fucking slow.
0: Listen, my only complaint about this movie is that... This movie is an hour and a half. It felt like three hours long. Listen, my only complaint about this movie is that I was eating a Papa John's pizza, and then it gets to this scene where the kids in the car and they are traveling, and the damn green ooze starts coming down its face, and I got a pizza in my hand, I'm like, I can't eat this shit. Because the movie's so bad, you lose your appetite. No, because he has damn green slime coming down. And he starts singing that, Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Oh, my God. And that's got to be in the top five well, most annoying songs ever. Also, what mom says that is her favorite song? Oh, she's from the 1940s. Oh, my gosh. Um, what... Have you heard of such an exchange program where you go stay in someone's house and they go stay in your house? What, uh, yeah, actually,
1: this? it's like house swapping or whatever. I will never do it. How would that be comfortable? Especially at all? if the person that I'm swapping houses with is from an area and is poorer than me because you're going to miss some stuff.
0: I would only do it if the exchange offer was for me to go stay in Nilbog, But aside from that, I would never entertain such a thing. I mean, going to stay with, like, an Amish family in their house in Nobog where there's green stuff in the fridge and complimentary green breakfast? I mean, uh, that sounds good, but... Also,
1: when they arrive in Nobog, it's daytime, right? It is. It's bright-ass day. Sunny day. No no one's on the street. Nibog. Wow, it's so empty. Uh, this time of night, I'm sure everyone's sleeping. Excuse me? This time of night? There's sun. It's daytime. By
0: the way... Sun! By the way, when the teenage girl is telling the kid about the trip, the teenage, the teenage boy, she actually says this line straight, and I laugh my ass off. She says, We're going to Nilbog, a wonderful half-empty town. She says that as straight as a whistle, and I'm laughing my ass off. But anyways, they get to Nilbog, and let me just say this. you got to be really clueless not to notice something weird going on in this town.
1: It, well, it's definitely empty. Not just half-empty. No, it's they, empty.
0: Well, all the people are like, hiding in the shadows basically like who's this who are are they they? they're busy churning out green milk so because milk does the body good especially if it's green makes you turns you into a future plant food
1: so this is where i'm wondering about grandpa's powers he freezes time says you have 30 seconds the kid's walking around the table trying to decide what he's going to do
0: now i i probably do, but i i hate the timer I'm counting. It definitely was longer than thirty seconds. It was it was two full minutes. It was. This is two minutes. Oh this mofo walked around the table, thought about it, the grandpa clearly told me I have thirty seconds. The kid took a minute and twenty seconds to think about it. And then we have to assume he then took a, also another minute to, you know, did what he did, but
1: Now you know, did he the real question is I'm wondering.
0: I know what you mean. Did he about. piss or did he shit? He had to piss. Yeah. Now, but, they don't say, but I'm guessing pissed.
1: Well, yeah, but at the same time, how is that going to stop them? That already has the stuff pretty much in their mouth. The stuff's already in their mouth. They just didn't bite down yet. He didn't think just to remove the food from their hands? And then grab the food off the table and, like, I don't know, upchuck that fucking table? Of all, this, of all the possible solutions, he'd use the worst... Solution possible? And, and notice how the father's, like, taking off his belt to beat him and then just tightens, like, I'm tightening it so I can avoid the hunger pains. <laughs> what?
0: That was hilarious. What? That was subverting expectations to the fullest. Yeah, he was, like, taking off the belt. And as he's going up, the mom's like, don't beat him. And he's like, I'm tightening it up. So I have to deal with the hunger pains and no dinner for you. Beautiful. The grandpa is basically, I mean... They should have him in Mortal Kombat. The next Mortal Kombat game should have Grandpa from Troll 2.
1: Literally, he'd be as strong as Raiden. Yeah, he's learned a few things. Uh, so, nerd sees girl. Must chase. Because, you know, a girl's sweating green and is screaming in horror, uh, the first thing I'm going to do is tackle her. Like, he doesn't just... Doesn't have to be the best acting in this whole goddamn movie, by the way. He literally dive bombs this poor woman. He... He took extreme measures to
0: get her attention, I must say.
1: Well, and I'm just... Then, you're, then we see her, more of our goblins, these fucking melted she, trash bags. But she
0: seems to be grateful that he's come to save her. Until he gets stabbed. Well, unfortunately, a whole host of goblins come. Melted trash bags. But to his credit, he walks over and gives them fair warning when he says the following. He says, get out of here or you're going to be in a lot of trouble. And he pats himself on the back and looks over the girl and says, Yeah. And then they
1: stab him. Creepy screams. librarian. Yep. Well, uh, This is what my wife aspires to be, is this creepy librarian. Okay, well, hey, there's one in every town. Especially in every Stephen King book has one. Especially, so, so, yeah, creepy librarian. They drink the grog. Girl turns to green meaty ooze. The uh, vegetarian Oompa Loompas eater. Now, again, you want to talk about
0: acting? This is where the guy really goes for it, all right? Oh, yeah, the meme. And I, and I thought of basically us reviewing the pot, this movie and, you know, to, to, to fill in what I would say in that moment would be, we're going to review Troll 2? Oh, my God! I can't hold that long, but, geez, I think that's what you must have been thinking
1: about. And also, Elliot sleeps in the same bed with another make- naked man. So I'm I don't to think there's a reason why he brings his friends everywhere with him.
0: I didn't understand what the plan was because Elliot basically ditched them to go to Nilbog to hang out with the family. Why are they still hanging around? They should
1: just pack up he hasn't shit. D- he
0: hasn't left them yet. Oh, he, oh he's going to because they come and confront him.
1: Yeah, but he hasn't but, left them yet.
0: But what was the point of bringing them because they've been sold a bill of goods and Nilbog is a place with a bunch of girls
1: that they can talk to, but clearly that's also not the case i just want to mention writers must not know about rvs because uh notice how this rv always has power it's not plugged into anything i doubt they were smart enough to bring enough fuel for the generators for the rv listen
0: you're putting way more thought into it than needed all right you're putting way more thought on this than anybody associated with the movie did. They said there's an RV, you get in the R V, you drive a no-bog, and you're gonna get eaten by goblins.
1: And also no one's worried that the milk is not in the fridge.
0: Nobody cares about that. They're about to eat a green meal at one point with a bunch of green food. Now lettuce is green. People let, eat lettuce that. is green.
1: Pickles but, are green. But if your bread cucumbers. If your bread is green. That's mold. Believe it or not, it's penicillin. Penicillin is technically a cure for stuff. I'm allergic to it, but that doesn't mean anything. Are you saying that you eat green bread? I'm allergic to penicillin. Would you eat bread that's green? I can't. (laughs) Would you if you could? No.
0: (laughs) All right. They have a whole meal laid out that they're just about to chow down and get it in.
1: And then the kid pisses all over it. Hey, What does green mix with yellow turn into?
0: Grello. If it's not a color, it should be. Maybe the color only exists in Nilbog. How about that? So anyways, I got to say, this, this epic fight between good and evil, Grandpa versus the Nilbog Goblins, I'm completely enthralled. I can't wait to see how this battle turns out. How about you, Nick? Are you enthralled as I am? Are you glued to the screen?
1: Will Grandpa defeat the power, evil powers of Nilbog? What the do you think? The fucking priest goblin oh, yeah. exercises Grandpa. <laughs> He does kick Grandpa's his ass. a fucking
0: demon. Yes, but before Grandpa goes, he burns he them He sets a lot. him on fire, which clues in the family to hey, something's weirds going on here, buddy. Now let me just say, the first forty-five minutes
1: of the oh, movie. Well, actually, I'll say this. I was Be- i I'm, Before I uh, interrupt you again, uh, I'm pretty sure Willy Wonka didn't even think of deep frying one of his Oompa Loompas. That Grandpa had to do it for him.
0: Sometimes you don't have access to a microwave, got to go for the deep fry, right? Grandpa had to do what he had to do because he's in hell, basically. Apparently, he told the little kid he's in hell. So I say let's get to the categories.
1: <laughs> Some random fight with the exact same stairs, just in different parts of the house, happens. Yes. Didn't you notice that these stairs were teleporting? Yes. And then uh, they all put their hands on Stonehenge and all the guys. You gotta fight. believe to achieve. I always thought that. And also, I think this movie is a PSA that states, uh, vegan bad carnivore gourd. Gourd. Carnivore gourd? <laughs> <laughs> you want to say that again? Okay. Vegan bad carnivore good. Yes. Because, uh... Okay. Because uh, they stated that all these goblins, these Oompa Loompas, these candy trolls, are... Candy goblins. Candy goblins. Are vegan, and the only thing that saved this kid is he ate a double decker bologna sandwich.
0: Yes, which without without cheese too. Props to him; he could eat some cheese.
1: No, because I probably would have taken away some of the meat. You know,
0: honestly, the ending lost me a little bit.
1: Everything lost me. I,
0: I was I was still on board to about the last half an hour, but I will say this: the very very ending. I'm on board with. They get back home from Nilbog. Of course, the, the Amish family from Nilbog never actually came to their house, so their house is just what it is. And finally, the father and the girl can go get a bite to eat. They probably go to Denny's down the street, have a double Denny's, double-decker pancake combo, if that's a, such a thing. It should be,
1: but maybe not. And the kid goes upstairs, and I think he takes a shower, maybe? Yeah. No, the mom takes a shower, the kid goes into his room, Thanks his grandpa for all the help. And then he gets that baseball coming back. Is yummy, mommy is good. Comes downstairs. And what's going on in the kitchen? What's mommy for, being eaten. What's for dinner? Mommy.
0: Mommy. Now look. And then we get the, the, the classic scream from the kid. And
1: movie's over. Okay. Now we can get to our categories. You
0: want Beautiful. me to go? Yeah.
1: Oh, we'll take turns. He's
0: huh? not smiling so much. What what that, that, that <laughs> shit eating grin for? Is so, why <laughs> is your smile so wide right now? Best performance. No one, fuck this movie. What? Wait a minute. No. I think, honestly, Grandpa. Grandpa was okay. It's not his fault that he's, you know, a superhero, one of the Avengers from hell. Grandpa. Worst performance. Everyone, fuck this movie. Now, this one's easy. This is the father.
1: I was going to say the mom, to be honest, but.
0: I, uh, the father's delivering lines with such a zest for life. The mom is
1: delivering lines for a zest of, I'm pretty sure she's already killed herself.
0: That's Ugh. not nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay.
1: Best scene.
0: Thighs. Fuck this movie. No. The best scene is,
1: oh my God. Worst scene. Uh, the movie. Oh my God. Sure. Sure. I'm, I'm delivering my line. Oh my god. The worst part. Oh. <laughs> Sorry.
0: This movie. <laughs> Fuck this movie. Wait a minute. You can't even that you're disqualified from even giving them your thoughts. you just you can't say the whole thing, you gotta pick something. I did the Jesus. movie. Sad. <laughs> um I was worst scene for you. Oh worst scene. Oh no no, okay. The worst scene is probably that weightlifting scene at the beginning where... It made no fucking sense. What's his face climbs into the, the ladder with his... Well, girlfriend. he first
1: tried to climb into Josh's room. Does he not know what room his girlfriend's in? And how, why is all four of his friends there at the window also? It's like, uh... Why wouldn't man, they stand you outside? this
0: up? Yeah, why wouldn't they stand on the outside? They're literally peeking inside.
1: They're trying to catch her in her bathing suit. She should have kicked them off the thing. She shouldn't have been weightlifting in a leotard. She should have kicked them off there, there, she, there are shorts made for women to work out in. I know it's 1990, but come the fuck on. They couldn't afford that, so. Uh, They're saving for the no-walk trip. Explored more. How did the Oompa Loompas get possessed? Fuck this movie. The entire
0: backstory of the goblins could definitely... Oh, actually, the whole plight of Grandpa. How did he become a, a demonic force with the power of five Shang songs? More Grandpa. Uh, change or eliminate the whole movie fuck this movie I would just change the title from Troll 2 to Goblin to no to or Nilbog the Return of Nilbog (laughs) just put Nilbog in the title
1: Return to Nilbog we've never been to Nilbog before this movie All
0: right, The Adventures in Nilbog thank you there we go that makes more
1: sense just
0: not Troll 2 it has no association with Troll 1 it has no association with Trolls or anything or the American or the the American Film Association or
1: Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory Part 2
0: or movies in general.
1: Yeah. All right. Well. Final thoughts. Um, acting, atrocious. Scenes, the fuck. Uh, the only, to be honest, uh, to be completely fair, I can definitely see entertainment when you're drunk or with a bunch of friends and y'all are literally just ripping this movie a new asshole. Watching it by yourself. Don't do it. Watching it to review it. Don't do it. You'll ruin your perspective on movies in general. Because, like I said, the acting is atrocious, minus, as you've brought up earlier, the Goblin Queen. And, yes, she purposely acted like a fucking insane person. I found out that was purpose. That wasn't direction. That was her. She chose to do that because, you know, it fit with the damn movie. It does. And that's really all I got. The, the effects actually were pretty decent. and they could, be, they could be worse. Yeah, they definitely were pretty decent. I mean, it literally looked like this kid was turning into a tree. So I'll give this movie a 1 out of 4. No, you're right. I need to be realistic. 1 out of 2. Well, <laughs> what? No, 1 out of 4. You changed the whole scale? Damn. Yeah. Man. 1 out of 4 because... I just, I, I'm never gonna watch this movie again. All right, all right. I am. I, I can't get. I I can't find one redeeming quality besides the effects of this movie. Yeah, I can't do it. All, all I right. can't be nice.
0: Fuck this movie. Let me be a little bit nicer. Let me just say this. Yes, Slimer Freddy's dead. I want to defend this movie. I want to defend it. But when the proof's right in front of my face, I cannot ignore the evidence staring right staring me right back in the eyes so I will not ignore that that said I do think that this movie is worth watching for one reason because of how bad it is because of how atrocious it is there is for me some entertainment value in watching this train wreck fly off the train track fly off the train track and explode the smithereens right in front of you so so if you like watching train wrecks like for example if you like that movie The Room um and stuff that's like so bad. Now in the right environment. Watch this with a group of people. Probably
1: Oh well, hi Mark. What, hi.
0: what what's the line on I like um Oh no, not even the room. The um the movie the room is based on. Or maybe it is the room. It's
1: probably the room. <laughs> Tommy Wiseau.
0: Oh yeah, where he's like uh
1: You're tearing me apart.
0: Yeah. So basically This is that. This movie's so bad. And I think the actors are in on it. I do actually think the actors are in on it. I think they're purposely giving these lines as bad as possible. Now, the funny thing is the director actually took this whole thing very seriously and to this day claims that he was making a good movie. But the director is also... He knows this is a bad movie. Well, he's very eccentric and he never worked again and never really made a movie again. So he has a lot of pride in this. The actors, there's a documentary, a funny thing, funny documentary about the movie that goes to the behind the scenes and... It shows the actors are pretty much in on the joke. But just like Repo, only a small selection of people are gonna like this movie. They're not gonna like it, they're gonna like how bad it is, and they're gonna get value out of that. And this movie, this podcast is called Let's Watch It Be Movie. So there are people out there who like this kind of thing, and for them, I'm still gonna give it two stars because as I said, there's a niche audience here, but you gotta watch it with a group of people, not take it seriously, and just laugh, treat it as a comedy. Look at it like Adventure of the Killer. Like, it's the same way you would watch Attack of the Killer Donuts. It's just here to be a bad movie. Or Attack
1: of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah,
0: it's just here to be... Or Gremlins. A- mo- it's just here to be the worst movie ever, and the value is just saying, this shit is so bad. Wow. That said, two stars. We added off the dock. Repo is off the dock. Me and Nick have fulfilled our contractual obligations to each other with these two movies. This year. And <laughs> For this year. And... He's going to have something equivalent to Repo next year, so I'm going to have to find equivalent to Troll 2 between now and next year.
1: You'll never find one. Wish me luck. So, Or you go through every any Charles Band movie.
0: On an exciting front, starting next, week, we're going to dive into the Scream series, reviewing, reviewing, Screams one, two, reviewing Screams 1, 2, 3, and 4, all because it's the 25th anniversary since Scream came out and because the new Scream is coming in January. So we've got the Scream series coming up once again. Please go to our website, Let's let'swatchitbmovie.com. We're also available, of course, where all podcasts are. And you can subscribe there. Look out for the YouTube channel coming soon. We'll keep you updated on that. And Nick, if you want to take us home with your uh, closing.
1: Yep, I'll take this home with y'all don't have to go home, but y'all got to never watch Troll 2. Have a good night.
0: You don't have to go home, but hey, you can always go to Nilbog.